Hi friend, this is Alex McRobbs, founder of The Mindful Life Practice, and you're listening to the Sober Yoga Girl podcast. I'm a Canadian who moved across the world to the Middle East at age 23, and I never went back. I got sober in 2019, and I now live full-time in Bali, Indonesia. I've made it my mission to help other women around the world stop drinking, start yoga, and change their lives through my online Sober Girls Yoga community. You're not alone, and a sober life can be fun and fulfilling. Let me show you how. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to this is our second edition of our How to Live Yoga with Alex and Kristen. So if you're just tuning in, I am Alex. I'm joining today in Bali. Kristen is in Waterdown, Ontario. So we're literally on two sides of the world. And every week on Mondays throughout the summer, we're getting together and talking about a specific yoga philosophy concept. And so we're moving through the yamas of yoga. And this week we're starting to talk about satya, which is truth. So as you're watching along, if you want to comment where you are in the world, and if you have any questions for us about the concept of satya, what satya means, anything as we go along, I'm going to have the comments up beside me so that, um, so that we can answer your questions and make it a little interactive. How are you doing this morning, Kristen? I'm doing great. I was just saying, I love starting my weeks with this conversation. I just find it so, so rewarding and so grateful to be here with you. Awesome. Yeah. It's so nice. It's, I really look forward to it. I look forward to it because I'm teaching a lot of yoga these days, but right now I'm teaching a lot of like asana and postures and I don't have any, um, like a lot of yoga philosophy lessons or classes in my schedule right now. And so this is a really nice way to like bring yoga into my life in a different format or a different way. Yeah, absolutely. So we have Sarah watching. We have Callie watching. Hello, hello. That's weird because I've seen Sarah and Callie's comments, but I don't see the little number at the corner saying anyone's watching. So obviously the number is incorrect. <laughs> um, but nice to have you both here. And um, yeah, so today's topic is Satya. And I'm just going to read out a little definition of what Satya means. So Satya is truth or truthfulness. And this is about being honest with yourself, being honest with others. Practicing Satya means living in a way that aligns with your highest truth and refraining from lying with emphasis on being authentic and real. And it's also refraining from judgment and making sure that you speak and act with thought and intention and not just saying with whatever is on your mind. So I'm wondering as I as we kick us off, what um what does satya mean for you? Yeah. There's the more I've reflected on this, there's so much that I think it means to me mm-hmm. and so many different practices. Um and I think it evolves as you kind of peel back your learning of it. And so for me it started with just the whole notion of um, whatever I say, like, is it true? Is it necessary? Is it kind? Like that was my initial practice of how I, um, brought Satya in so that whatever I was saying was kind of truthful. Um, but then as conversations have kind of unfolded over the, the years, like with you and through some of the, the lots of the classes we take together, um, I think that it's kind of morphed into, um, also, you know, we talked a lot about the whole like judgment culture and like engaging in gossip, that kind of thing. And kind of removing myself from anything that just doesn't feel good or doesn't resonate 
with my values and isn't isn't truthful and isn't kind. Um, so kind of bringing in a little bit of Ahimsa and Satya um, mm-hmm. into, into one a little bit. And that's why I think we talked last week about how Ahimsa kind of comes through all the yamas and kind of intertwines with it. But more recently, like in the past two weeks, I really experienced kind of like a new level of Satya that I've heard people talk about um, kind of in theory, but actually experiencing it myself. And I, and I shared a little bit of this story with you yesterday, um, but I had a situation where for the past five, yeah, five years, I had been telling myself a specific story. And for me, that story was true. And there was something that happened last week where I was shown a whole different side of that story. And um, it involved like a text message conversation between me and my dad, who's no longer with us. Um, where what I had told myself was true and it still holds true in a sense, but there's kind of this second truth Mm. to it now. And so there can be multiple versions of the truth. And it doesn't mean that my memory was wrong of what I thought the truth was in that one moment, but it's morphed. And I can now accept this second version of the truth as being true at the same time, if that makes sense. Yeah. And that's so, it's so fascinating. And it's such a, um, such a great example of that idea is like, I think when we grow, when we're, when we are raised as children, we're taught that the truth is like this black and white concept of like, there is one subjective truth and that's it. And to realize that there's like so many different or not subjective, objective, right? Subjective means that there's different, (laughs) there's one objective truth and really it's subjective and it's based on our own lens of the world and the way we're viewing things and our experience and our interpretation. And when you realize that, you realize that there can be like multiple truths, truths to every moment. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, um, I think you've shared an example of this before, but where you enter into a situation with someone and your perception of what happened is you know, one thing and the other person walks away with a completely different perception. That doesn't mean that either, either of your truths are wrong. It just means exactly that there's different versions mm-hmm. of that truth. And sometimes it's also the memory's way of kind of protecting yourself from something yeah. that might be hurtful, um, which I think is true for, for my scenario. Um, because there's a lot of grief involved and there's a lot of pain. And so for, for whatever reason, I clung to this one story because that kept me safe. Um, yeah. And now it's kind of like peeling back the layers to accept um, how this new truth kind of interacts with that past truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. You also said something at the very beginning about uh, just this idea of like ahimsa weaving through truth. Let's talk about that for a moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I think a lot of the times we can get caught up in the whole notion of just judging people, gossiping about people. Yeah. Um, and so when we talk about the truth and speaking with kindness and intention and kind of those three basic questions of is it true, is it necessary, is it kind? Yeah. You see that kindness is weaved kind of throughout. And ahimsa is nonviolence, yeah. which can also be um, being kind to ourselves and others. And so when you then weave that into how do we bring that into our words, our thoughts, our actions of satya and our kind of being truthful and honest, you can kind of see how the two have that intersection um, kind of point. Totally. I've been thinking about that actually a lot in the past couple of days because we, so when we did this Ahimsa chat last week, there was something that I said on the live that, um, I said, because I was saying it within this Facebook group of sober girls yoga. And I know that the people involved are not going to hear 
me say it because I don't think any of them are part of the Sober Girls Yoga Facebook group. And it was something related to something that's that's happening on my yoga teacher training that I'm hosting here in Bali right now. And I've been thinking a lot about that this week because I don't think any of them have seen this live, but we're about to post this as a podcast, it as a podcast episode. And I'm like, I really need to say to my podcast producer that we need to cut out just like that one example, because it is true. What I said in the video is true. But if people on the um, training heard that recording and were able to connect it to who I'm speaking about in the training and know that I was talking about the scenario in the training on like a public platform like this, I'm like, okay, it's true. But like, is it necessary? Is it kind? We can get the point without that example being included. And, um, you know, in many cases, I would try to tell the story without um, it being obvious who's involved. But in this case, it's like the timing and the fact that I did this recording while this training is happening. And there's one guy on the training, they all know it's him, you know, it would just be better if I just cut that little segment out. And I'm probably going to text my producer after this and be like, can we please come And I think that's one example of like, you know, the truth is the truth is the truth. But like, if it's not necessary, and it's going to cause harm, then do we really need to to bring it up and say it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that and that point um, is exactly it. Like, is it going to cause harm? So we may have a truth that is like, just shouting in us, and we're just feeling like overwhelmed by that truth. But if that truth is going to not do necessarily any good besides maybe making yourself feel relieved of this truth and you're putting it perhaps on someone else is it going to cause harm to that other person because if it is then maybe we just need to sit with that and kind of allow that to remain within us Um, and that's again going back to truthfulness Um, it's still true but it's non-violent not in the sense of actually physical violence but harming someone and so Definitely. I I think that's awesome that you were able to kind of see that. And I think that sometimes when we step back from scenarios, that's when you see it from that kind of other lens of um, the potential to cause harm. Totally. Yeah. And I think sometimes in the grand scheme of things, the things that I worry about, like the things that I say that I worry about, like (laughs) in comparison to what some of the stuff that other people are putting on social media, like I'm like, okay, it's like really minuscule in like the grand scheme of like life, you know? Um, and it, and at the end of the day, it probably wouldn't, it probably wouldn't really cause that many problems. Like people like, you know, but we, we sometimes like get these ideas in our head and then it's like, okay, it's just easier if we, um, if we reduce harm as much as we can. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think I was thinking about it when you were just sharing that, um, I was sharing an example last week about, um, a conversation that I was having with a friend around, um, uh, you know, social media and filters and all of that. Um, and I, I, I think I mentioned that like something just didn't feel good inside of me. And that was the whole notion of engaging in kind of judgment talks or gossipy talks. So in that moment, yeah. I chose to, um, you know, say like, I'm sending her love or whatever it was, but that was because I was staying true and um, truthful to myself, which was, I don't want to engage in harmful comments or untrue comments um, and kind of judgment. I think you and I have talked about how we both kind of grew up in that, um, I don't know, time of like judgment and, you know, getting sucked into the gossip world and all of that. And so sometimes it's just being aware of the conversations that we're engaging in and noticing if it's, if it's kind, if it's true, if it's necessary to engage in that. And is there another way in which we could engage? Yeah. Yeah. And that's a big thing too. Yeah. Gossip. And actually, 
actually, I found myself sucked into a gossip conversation the other day, which, yeah, it's, it's so, it's so like alluring and like seductive. I think sometimes that you don't even realize you're doing it. Um, but I got sucked into gossip about, uh, just like in the Bali yoga world about some teachers and like some drama on, you know, their yoga teacher training. And it's really at the end of the day, it's like, it has no impact on my life. Like I know how I feel about these people based on the interaction I've had with them or like the, you know, I can make my own judgments on them and I don't need to hear stories of their personal life or their personal struggles. That's going to change at all, you know, the relationship I have with them. And it actually makes me less, it makes me, maybe that's, you know, this is really, this is really interesting. I always come to these big conclusions. I'm like, maybe that's why I'm feeling uneasy around this certain person is because of all these like gossipy conversations that, that I'm, I'm getting engaged into about, about things happening in Bali, which at the end of the day, when you gossip about other people, I find my friend Rory said this to me, and this has stayed with me forever. He said, when you gossip about other people, it doesn't make you trust the other person or distrust the other person, it makes you distrust the person gossiping. And I always think about that because it's like the people that I've never heard gossip, I trust with my whole like heart, you know, like um, Rory is one, the person who said that to me, I have never heard him gossip in my entire life of like 10 years of friendship. And I trust him so much or like, Kyle, this guy that I dated for a couple months this year, I'm like, I have never heard him gossip about anyone or speak negatively about anyone. And I trust him. Like he's like the most trustworthy person because I know that he's not saying anything bad about me. And so that whole, that whole culture, but it's so easy to get sucked in. Like, I didn't even realize I had done it until we started this conversation. I was like, oh my God, I was gossiping yesterday, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. And and it definitely, it's like, I feel like it's everywhere, you know, yeah. with social media too. Like it, it's just, sometimes you have to almost like peel yourself back and kind of look at it from like a higher lens up to see that it's actually happening. Yeah. But sometimes you just get that niggle of like, this just doesn't feel good. And so there's nothing wrong with, you know, we're just removing yourself from the conversation. Um, but I think that's beautiful advice that he gave, you know, because absolutely putting myself in that scenario, I would distrust the person who's gossiping more than the person that they're talking about for sure. Yeah. What about, um, I have a question for you on, um, okay. There's like, there's been stuff coming out this week with like, I forget what her name is, but there's a, there's a surfer celebrity who's talking about the Jonah Hill Mm. relationship. I've been posting a lot about it on Instagram and I don't know what you think about this, but I feel, I feel like in this specific environment of women, a lot of women being in like kind of manipulative relationships, I feel in this scenario by someone shedding light on that experience, I feel like it's like uplifting to the voices of other people who have been in abusive relationships. And then I know there's other people on the internet who are like, you shouldn't post text messages from relationships or like, whatever. And I think that is an example of like her, her sharing her truth. What do you think about that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I can see it from different perspectives. I think I can see it from the perspective of sharing her truth. And if you break it down for her, was it necessary? Yes. Because it's opening up the, um, or shedding light to what you just said to other women who might be going through it to maybe, um, leave situations that are similar and feeling like there's other people who understand, um, and if she asks if putting her, myself in her shoes, like if she were to ask herself, is it true? Is it necessary? It's kind. She wasn't necessarily doing it from a place of harm, like her intent. Yeah. We don't know her intent, but her intent may have not been to harm Jonah Hill. It yeah. could have just been to help 
other women who might be experiencing the same thing. And now people on the internet are maybe taking it from the whole notion of she's trying to harm Jonah Hill. Yeah. But I think nobody knows what her intent was mm-hmm. to be able to kind of make that make that call. Mm-hmm. Um, so for her, like the intent could have purely just been sharing that experience and uplifting other women and allowing people to feel not alone. Um, in which case, I don't think there's anything wrong. I, I think it all kind of comes down to the whole notion of what the intent of that. that. It all comes down to intention. Yeah. And no matter what you do, people are, this comes back to, oh my God, this comes back to just what we were talking about, about how there's many truths in every scenario and it's so subjective. And so people are going to put their own lens and their own truth on this based on what like their experience. And um, from my perspective, I think it's, I feel like I, I'm looking at it from her perspective as I don't think her intention was to harm. Um, but, and I also feel like it's so scary. Like as we're talking about it, I'm just thinking about like, man, like it's so scary to, to stand up to like a celebrity man in that way. And the, the like ramifications and the, um, and the risk that you can put yourself in, I think. So it's, uh, it's, I think it's courageous act if it comes from an intention of, of awareness and yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Holly says I'm with you, Alex. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's look at, okay. Some of the practices for Satya. So speaking with kindness of intention, we've talked about that living in alignment with your truth, um, avoiding burying your feelings and emotions to appease others. Oh, that's a really good one. By the way, as we're chatting, if anyone watching along has any questions or comments or things they want to jump in on, feel free to jump in and share. Um, but that's something that actually I've been working on this like basically this whole year is like I really struggle with telling my truth and um expressing how I feel to people around me and then I just get really annoyed and then I end up sharing my annoyance with like the people I'm dating <laughs> like it's so weird like I'll share it in like the sober girl circles and then like the people I'm dating and I noticed it this year because I was dating someone for like two months and I was like I'm always I'm always getting annoyed and telling him how annoyed I am at people. And like, he never experiences the feeling of being annoyed. And then I started realizing, like, I think I'm super, super passive aggressive and I have a hard time expressing my emotions. And then it ends up coming out with me in like me talking about the person behind their back or getting passive aggressive or whatever. And the funny thing is that I even was doing that on a date I went on like two days ago. And, and then I was texting the guy after and he asked like oh how how was the rest of your day and I told him like oh like this thing happened and he said to me do you think it'd be worth telling the person that you're annoyed with them and I was like oh my god like and I texted him back like thank you for thank you for shedding light on this like flaw of mine because this is like something I've been working on this whole year is that I don't actually tell the person that I'm that I'm annoyed with and and I think that comes from like the way many of us as women are raised is um, we're not taught to have, to express our emotions. And anyway, I think that comes down to living your truth is like me being able to have an, an open up front conversation of like, Hey, this is bothering me, this thing that you're doing as it will continue to escalate. I know the pattern for my life. It's just going to continue to escalate until it like blows up. Whereas if I addressed it head on right now, it would probably diffuse the situation a lot. And so that I think for me is my focus for, for Satya these days. Yeah. I resonate a lot with that. Um, cause I too, I have a hard time just having those direct conversations of like sharing how I feel. Yeah. And part of it, I think it's like, it's absolutely upbringing, but I think it was also experiences of when I had tried that in my past. Um, and you might be able to relate to this, you might not, but like, especially with like, um, 
it's a right word way to say it, but like unhealthy men, for example, mm-hmm. they have a great way of spinning that back to all yeah. like you leave it of like, oh, I was wrong. So I like it almost kind of is now retraining myself to trust that what I'm sh- what I'm feeling and what I'm sharing is worthy of being told to somebody um, from a place of like, let's, let's work on this together and let's fix this. Cause I don't want to feel like this. I'm sure you don't want to feel like this. Let's come to that mutual ground. Um, but it was often um, a learned thing. i like, that wasn't safe for a long time. So it's like, uh, it's relearning that um, for me, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. That's so true. It, for me, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't something that was like supported or, um, or honored and often like gaslit. My emotions were like often gaslit. Yeah. And that's That's, it. That's the word. Yes. Yeah. And so I'm, I then restrain from, from sharing them. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I guess that comes with time of, um, I guess that comes with time and then also awareness of like getting yourself away from unhealthy relationships rather than continuing to, to remain in them. Yeah. All right. I have some journal prompts in front of me. I'm going to share these. Um, Oh, Callie says, I love the intent talk from Kristen. That's so valid. Yeah. I love that for sure. Um, okay. So some journal prompts, if you want to do some journaling on Satya this week, some things we can journal about, um, what is my true purpose? What's preventing me from sharing my authentic self? What steps can I take to to move towards being my authentic self? Who do I hide my feelings from? And how can I express my feelings to this person and myself with more compassion? If anyone else has any other ideas or any thoughts or questions as the week goes on, feel free to, uh, to pop them in the comments. Are there any other things that came up or thoughts you wanted to share, Kristen? When you were just reading some of the journal prompts, um, I was just thinking about the whole notion of authenticity, um, which I know is like a large talk in our, um, or topic, I should say, in our sober circles and different things where people are really trying to like, I don't know, this word is like my favorite word of the year, heal (laughs) from their past and kind of like tap back into their authentic selves. And this is a beautiful practice of that because it's starting to learn like what is true for me in terms of what my values are? What is true for me in terms of what I like? And how can I connect everything I do back to that place? So then I'm living kind of from that authentic um, space, which is another practice of Satya and Ahimsa because you're being kind to yourself of connecting with um, kind of with the truthfulness from the perspective of kindness. Mm-hmm. I love that. And Callie says, can you repeat the prompts? I'm going to put them, I'll put them as comments at the very end. Um, and then people will just have them written down. Um, so if anyone's watching along and they're curious about getting involved with our community or learning more, Kristen supports me in a lot of the programs that we run here at the Mindful Life Practice. So we have the Sober Girls Yoga 30-Day Challenge, which you can join at any time and jump in. And that group meets on Saturdays at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And that is a wonderful way to get started in our community. You can also join our membership and join some of our regular classes. And we do have our online yoga teacher training. We don't have a new one starting for a while, but that is an option and opportunity as well. And feel free to DM us or ask us any questions if you have any curiosity about any of this. Amazing. Awesome. All right. Well, have a great Monday. And next week, we will be back on with the concept of Asteya, which is non-stealing. So this week, you're free to reflect on Satya, let us know any reflections. And then next week, we'll be jumping in with that. Looking forward to it. All right. Have a great uh, Monday. And I'll see you all soon. Thank you. Hi friend, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Sober Yoga Girl Podcast. This community wouldn't exist without you here, so thank you. 
It would be massively helpful if you could subscribe, leave a review, and share this podcast so it can reach more people. If we haven't met yet in real life, please come get your one-week free trial of the Sober Girls Yoga membership and see what we're all about. Sending you love and light wherever you are in the world.